Hi, everyone, and welcome to our first panel discussion of the day. You know, obviously, our goal with this event is to talk about remote production, but we want to take a little bit of a different angle to talk more about what life is like for people at home and then kind of recommendations for people who are working in new ways the last seven months. So it's great to be joined by Jim Jaquetta, who is Vidovation CTO and co-founder. Jim, how are you? Good. How are you, Ken? Thanks I'm for having glad. us. Glad to have you. And James Defet from Hawkeye in North America, Managing Director. How are you, James? I'm very well, Ken. Yourself? I'm doing all right. So we must start with James. You're, you're, you, we, you are in the Appalachians, I believe, which I'm amazed they have even uh, Wi-Fi and connectivity down there. It's great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a plus, certainly. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a welcome change from the city. So, uh, yeah, no complaints from my end. Yeah, sure. So, then I, and I guess that gets the kind of the, one of the key challenges we want to talk about today, which is, you know, people are working from new places, right? And places where you maybe wouldn't think you would be able to do a video production. So, from your standpoint, because I know Hawkeye, uh, Josh was on the previous panel discussion, discussing his working from home. So give us a sense of what the last seven months have meant for Hawkeye, because I know you guys have been key for a lot of the PGA golf events. Um, what's it been like for you and your team as far as this new working, new normal, if you will? Yeah, it, I mean, the first half, it was very quiet. And the second half has been pretty busy. Um, it, it's, it's been an interesting time. I mean, it actually sort of threatened to tip just before um, COVID hit with the work we were doing with the PGA, the players with their Every Shot Live project. Um, but but it, it, it's it's been interesting. We've we've taken a very different approach to to most with regards to kind of remote production and, and the replay side of it. You, choosing to leave all of the high res actually on site and simply um, almost creating a portal into that. So we yeah for, we're very low bandwidth um, as a solution which. As you say, even in the Appalachians, I've got half a chance. Right, 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 right. Well, actually, you know, I do want to talk with start with the um, the players because that was without a doubt. Uh, I got to watch about what five hours, six hours of of the cool every shot, every hole live. Um, can we walk through it real quick? Because you you know your operators were based in the UK, so maybe that's a perfect example of sort of this new workflow in terms of um, how was that kind of accomplished? Um, how many people was it? Twenty. 18, 22 operators, how many were in UK? Quizzing you now. Uh, yeah, we, close, we had 28 actually. Um, but um, yeah, effectively we had all our, all our servers on site in Florida capturing every single angle on the course. So 120 plus angles coming into the system. And, and effectively we were producing what, 25 concurrent streams, one for every group that was on the course. Um, it actually crept up to 27 or 28 at one point just because of a bit of slow play. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, effectively, we were curating a stream for, for every single group. So cutting, um, graphics, TrackMan integration um, for, for yeah, the PGA's nonlinear broadcasters um, around the globe. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. So I wish we had the whole tournament, obviously, because... So, so do we. Um, we learned a lot of lessons <laughs> on day one. You'll so, take it, uh, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, we would have we were very much looking forward to day two come the end of day one. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, we we thought we were going to sneak in when uh, when the PGA hadn't called it off at the end right, of right, end of the exactly. day. So, I was, but I was I was gutted as you like to say, gutted is that the official? Yeah, gutted is is indeed the phrase. Yeah, very good. <laughs> right. So, Jim, um, yeah, from your standpoint, what's the last seven months? You guys have had some interesting golf, also, I guess when golf. Yeah, yeah, we. We thank God every day that, that we've been busy um, pretty consistently uh, since COVID started. Uh, we, we're working maybe with different different clients in different ways. 
Uh, we had done uh, a couple of tournaments with uh, the PGA, a tournament in the Caribbean, uh, some other tournaments uh, with them experimenting. Can we do at home production or a Remy production over an unmanaged network like cellular? And one of the big challenges in doing any kind of uh, a Remy production at home, I'm sure James, uh, 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 th th it's important to him as well, uh, is maintaining Genlock um, uh, and, and uh, audio lip sync. Uh, bonded Cellular was really meant for like a single camera going to the courthouse steps to interview someone. Um, sometimes there's a camera operator, sometimes not. They put a tripod. Uh, the operator would, would, is their own camera person. So um, really wasn't meant for multi-camera. So uh, Vidovation with our partner, Abby West, we've, we've fallen at this sweet spot now, going on the better part of five years, uh, uh, doing as many as 50 cameras, all maintaining uh, synchronous uh, frame accurate Genlock, uh, audio lip sync. And it started with this crazy uh, live PD show with Big Fish Entertainment. And even though it's a reality TV show, a lot of the workflow, a lot of the tech is like live sports. They dump all the raw video into an EVS, they play it back to the director, the director picks their shots. So there is up to a 15 minute delay in that, in that production. Uh, and, and then uh, with the PGA, uh, they tried it out, had, had a couple of early events that were successful. And then uh, in May, uh, April, May, there was the, the, the first golf event that came back, uh, the Skins event. Um, they did it at a, at a private club where there was no fiber, the switch level three. Um, no one had a connection into that, into that venue. Uh, only, only alternative maybe would have been satellite. So uh, the PGA trusted us. We came in. We, we uh, provided them. Um, the the eight modem uh, pro 380 bonded cellular they mount on the camera so the operators can can move around there are some systems that will do multi-channel but they have to be tethered there's cables so they had um, uh, uh, two photogs in the t-box two photogs on the fairway and then two uh, on the green and they kind of rotate as, as groups come through and then a big uh, uh, requirement is handling analog audio. Now, some cameras have analog audio inputs on the camera, but if you're using a smaller camera, that's not necessarily the case. You're stuck with the internal microphones of the camera. Um, uh, I, I'm, I think of myself more of a video guy than an audio guy, but um, um, there, there is anywhere from four times to eight times more audio for every video. Right. Um, there's never enough audio channels. So uh, uh, each of our field encoders does four today. It's on the roadmap to do eight. Um, I think uh, customers would like 32 channels of audio. Um, but we have a way around that. So um, uh, I learned about the top trace, you know, the, 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 to draw the red line. This may compete with you, James, but um, no, no, no. You, you can run ahead. We all know how how Hawkeye has has revolutionized tennis. Uh, keeps, you know, if we only had it when McEnroe was around, um, uh, there would have been less tantrums. Um, 
But, you know, top trace tracing the ball, I didn't know this, that that telemetry is actually sent to the uh, graphical equipment back in master control via an audio channel. So having analog audio uh, available on the camera uh, made, made the top trace uh, a very viable. Um, and then PGA, they have um, uh, operators with parabolic mics, you know, getting distance shots, following the crowd. They had lapel uh, uh, microphones on the talent. Uh, there were uh, commentators walking the course with the players. And for audio only, they use the small Pro uh, 320. It, it has two modems. Um, we just put them on their internal video test signal, ran it at a lower bit rate, and then used the analog audio inputs. So uh, the commentator following the talent, uh, his microphone will go into analog audio one, then he have a lav receiver to one of the players he's near going into audio two. Uh, and then for diversity, there might be another uh, lav receiver on another camera, just in case cameras uh, drift away. So you can have redundancy in your audio paths. And so in the case of PGA, there were seven or eight, no, there were nine camera feeds simultaneous, some tight, some wide, and then dozens of microphones open all at the same time. You can imagine the audio guy would go crazy. They, they tee off a bit, whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> you get all this echo. And with a live show, you can't fix this in post. Right. Uh, so you really have to have it frame accurate, uh, a perfect gen lock. So that, that's really a, a piece that you need is, is that frame accurate gen lock. Right, right, right. Yeah, so James, is, is that an issue? I mean, lip sync and a lot of your, you, as far as your stuff, let's take the PGA, because you guys have been part of almost every tournament, right? I think that happened. We, we have, yep, so, yeah. so far, yep. So walk us through um, where you fit into those regular productions, if you will, and also the, the well, the championships too, right? The, the uh, master, the, 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 sorry, not the master. Yeah, no, no. Championship, the US. The master's is, is coming up next <laughs> month, up. so uh, yeah, we'll, that, be, we'll yeah. be a part, part of that as well. But um. Yeah, I mean, just going back to the lip sync, we 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 saw that as as an issue um, or a potential issue for us. So we actually, again, by leaving everything we had on site and only offering a portal for the operator into into those machines, we actually avoided that being a problem um, for us on, on the golf. But um, yeah, I mean, the the migration from every shot live to to your regular golf tournaments and, and indeed the. The, the championships um, we've had thus far. Um, yeah, we, we've had um, operators um, for the net, uh, replay operators for the network operating from their living room um, it's with a 15 to 20 meg um, pipe, just standard internet uh, pipe, able then to access the, the servers on site um, and operate them as if they were sat in front of them. So we've, we've yeah, taken a very different approach um, to, to most. Um, we felt that, to, to Jim's point, there isn't always connectivity everywhere. There isn't always kind of a, a lovely uh, gig plus pipe that, that's available. So, yeah, we, we focused on on just making sure that people had access. So, the the control device, the, the T bar and, and jog wheel, etc. All um, we, we basically created our own low latency, uh, almost remote desktop, um, right. which was designed specifically for for the purpose of, of video transport. Right, right, right. So what is, so what, is the, what was the challenge for the operators 
um, you know, as far as getting set up and, and were you nervous at all that this was going to go off or were you kicked off of this? Uh, I, I mean, we've, <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, I, I think, sleep at night? Uh, I, I never have any problem sleeping, Jim. It, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, but we were certainly, certainly a little bit. I mean, look, whenever you introduce something new and especially when you introduce it, on the sort of stage that, that is golf when there was as little sport going on as there was at the time, there's always going to be a slight nervousness um, to what you're doing. We, we're, we're fortunate in the fact that we've done remote video um, for, for years and years in officiating space. Jim, we transport all your cameras back for, for NHL to, to Toronto and New York um, every game. So we're, we're, we've got a fair familiarity with, with your tech and, and, the remote video side and transporting that video so that that alleviated some fears certainly um but again what we we put it through its paces internally we, we put it through its paces behind closed doors externally but as as everyone knows when you when the golfer approaches the first tee there's there's very little you can do um but thank, thankfully um the tech stood up and, and continues to do so now across multiple sports so for, for both of you, for people who are, you know, people in our industry have worked a certain way for, you know, decades, right? They have a rhythm to the way they do their shows, the way they show up on site and do the productions. So what do you, what's your advice for people who are going to be working in new ways? You know, so how should they, for example, James, you know, if, if I was working in my living room, if I have to, what do I do for backup, you know, in case the Wi-Fi gets cut off, you know, the winter time, I'm always curious, you know, we'll have power outages and things like that. So What's what's your advice for people who are looking to work this way? How they can be comfortable working this way? I mean, it, it really doesn't change very much as to whether you're sat in the truck or whether you, whether you're sat at home. You, you still have an engineering support network there to to help you out should should something go awry. And and look, it, it's live TV. There there is stuff that does go awry whether you're sat in a truck or or otherwise. So, uh, I mean, I, I think people, if you're open to it and you're happy to kind of just ride the bumps that, that may come along wherever you may be sat i think it, it, it's not as scary as all that right right jim yeah to, to that point uh with any kind of change in workflow there there's a learning curve uh um you know cellular today particularly avi west uh, cellular uh is is just about as reliable as, sa as satellite, but even satellite's not perfect. There's rain fade. So a, a director and a TD have to work together that, you know, hey, take camera one, but if something happens, dump the three, you know, a, a, a wide shot, you know. Um, um, you know, there, there can be a little hiccup. In a, in a live show like Live PD, they like some of the edginess that sometimes happens, but they're going 120 miles an hour in, in cop cars. Um, um, or you, you, if you're in a little bit of a dead spot, uh, increasing the latency tends to smooth it out. Uh, this weekend, the PGA was at a, a little bit more of a challenging course. And one of the things with cellular, people always think it's, it's, it's bandwidth is the evil thing. Yes, you do need bandwidth, but first it's latency. Uh, latency that's varying, um, latency that exceeds a couple of hundred milliseconds, that's the first evil of, of a video transport. Um, you know, we don't have a variable buffer because if the, if the latency was changing on a show, that would be horrible. You, you can't produce a show where cameras are changing in latency. 
So you have to pick a, a latency at the start of the show. Um, in our systems, if, if you run into problems, it's a good idea to have profiles in your unit for you know, one second, two second, three second. So on Saturday, there was a, a, a little, uh, or Friday, there was a little bit of choppiness in, in, in one of the PGA events. And uh, the, 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 the techs, uh, you know, we conferred like, yeah, the, the, the latency on the cellular connections is, uh, is uh, not great on all of them. But they're like, but we got five bars. It's congestion uh, in the back hall from the tower to the, the telephone central office. There's uh, congestion in the sonic network uh, connecting all, all the, uh, uh, the telco central offices together. So there's a lot of uh, telco telephone company infrastructure between the encoder and the public internet. Actually, once it hits the public internet, then that we're home free. Uh, right. Public internet now tends to be more reliable. And, you know, PGA, you know, probably has a hundred gig pipe or redundant pipes into their facility. So it's the first mile or it's between the tower and hitting the public internet. That's where, so there was some congestion, um, uh, unexplainable. So they're like, why, why are we seeing uh, um, less than perfect video? So we got up, up the latency to three seconds. Now, challenges with that, how do you direct the show? Like, hey, camera one, zoom in. Well, that already happened three seconds ago. He's three seconds. <laughs> late so you, you you have to trust your photogs or leading you know it, just using golf as an example leading into the green okay um i i want you to get you know go wide on tiger and then then zoom in file you know but a lot of these photogs know how to shoot you know camera one you file follow tiger you know camera two you follow phil mickelson and they they know what they need to do the other challenge is how do we paint cameras remotely? Um, some of our customers, the, the video engineer is sitting in master control 10,000 miles away, or he's at home. Really doesn't make a difference. Uh, all the tools like, like James and his technology, we can remote into it from home. Maybe the, the server is in the cloud uh, in AWS or something similar, or it's in master control. Really doesn't matter. Uh, the challenge is camera control systems don't like latency. So if we have, our, our data connections tend to be a couple of hundred milliseconds. The video, we need more buffering. So anywhere from one second to three seconds, it's kind of varies in that range. Uh, the technology is heading to do half a second, but you'd have to have a really clean network to, to, to get down there. Uh, the tech could do it, but, uh, maybe with 5G, uh, uh, we're being promised lower latency. So then maybe then we can get down to half a second. <clears throat> so how do I control a camera? Uh, you hook a Panasonic, Sony, Ikigami, whatever kind of camera controller, PTC. It kind of falls apart with a couple hundred milliseconds. So uh, Vitovation and our partner, Avi West, were working with CyanView. Uh, a lot of sports uh, uh, production teams are already working with CyanView. We're working with Avi West's uh, data bridge. Um, and what a lot of these systems do is they spoof the controller. So what happens is you can't control the latency in between. So the unit on the camera, it mimics the, the CCU. So it doesn't, doesn't time out. And then the, the controller in the, in the master control sends commands to it. 
So it keeps the camera happy and keeps the controller happy. So there's some trickery that, that is done there to keep everything happy so it doesn't fall apart. Uh, yes, as a camera operator, you, you may want to be a little slower on your controls because there will be a little bit more latency than you would see in the studio. That, that, that's unavoidable. So you just gotta like, you know, don't overcompensate on, on shading the camera, you know, just, you know, easy, easy into it. Don't, uh, uh, so you, again, these are part of the workflows, part of the learning curve. Sure, sure. So James, I mean, what's your sense on, on the, and for both of you, the impact on the, you know, the future of the remote production compound, if you will, right? So you have people, you know, Josh is, you know, who he's, you know, he, he was, Fine, he said it was, you know, I think people miss being in the commissary, although not now, um, you know, so what's your sense of the new normal as it relates to the broadcast production compound for where, you know, your teams usually would be hanging out? Is this a good thing that you don't have to be on site, do you think? Does this open up more opportunities for you as a company and for those operators um, to get more jobs? Uh, I mean, I, I think that the number of jobs shouldn't really be impacted by it. I think an, op an operator will be an operator whether they're sat at home or right. or or sat at, in the broadcast compound. But um, I mean, it, it is interesting. I, I think it COVID's effectively acted as an accelerator for for what what was probably likely to happen over the next sort of three to five. Anyhow, with with more remote operations coming into being and 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 more cloud based operation coming into being. So I think. Yeah, I think it has accelerated things. I, I think it'll be very interesting to see just how much equipment actually needs to go on site moving forwards and how much does actually move into a cloud and, and also the number of people that, that need to travel. Um, I mean, there are benefits. Josh um, can probably vouch for this, the fact that he, he can actually do multiple gigs in the day if, he, if right. he's not having to, to travel for things. So... Uh, there are benefits to, to the, for the operators as well. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it was on the card. So I just think it's been a, a fast forward button's been hit as it were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Jim, what's your take on the, on the future of the, the, you know, the broadcast compound and how things may evolve? Well, yeah, so, so that's, that's, a, that's a great question, Ken. So even before COVID, uh, the, the, the dialogue uh, is, you have your your knowledge worker, your experience worker, whether it's EVS or Hawkeye, whatever system you're using, your video engineer. Uh, they fly to LA to do a, a hockey final tournament. Um, they can't do another event that same afternoon. They're they're stuck in LA. Um, the truck that the trucks or trucks that are in doing the event in LA. Um, you know, I talked to some of my friends at NAP, at Game Creek. They're like, we, we have a picture on our website of a production truck with a red circle, a line through it. I was like, I'm just trying to make a marketing point. I don't think the trucks are going to go away. Uh, here in Hollywood, it's very common, a television, a, a stage being used as a television studio. There's no control room in that stage. The control room is, a, is an NAP truck parked in the alley. So the, the trucks will just be in a different place. Uh, they may stay in Pittsburgh. Uh, they may stay in a central location. You know, metaphorically, we may take the wheels off the truck. So a truck could be doing um, an early afternoon game out of New York. All the cameras are fibered in or bonded cellular in and then do a game in L.A. that afternoon. And if you get very efficient, that same truck maybe could do three events in one day. And all the operators, maybe some of the operators are, are, are near the truck. Uh, but then some of the operators could be working from home. 
so this saves costs. Um, um, you know, I, I know, I, I know talking to so many of our customers, there's always a shortage of EVS talent. I, I don't know. Um, maybe we, maybe we need to get them to switch to, to your tech, James. So, so uh, 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 we, we can outsource it to the UK. Uh, sorry, EVS, but you know, I, I just trying to be brand agnostic. Um, Replay operators. Appreciate it. Jim. Yeah. 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 So, so, <laughs> You know, with, with, with the PGA, um, they're hiring camera operators that can drive in, so they don't have to get on a plane. Um, so their exposure is limited. They're driving in their own personal car. Um, they're, they're cutting down. Um, I feel the, the, the biggest chance of getting sick is not breathing the air on the plane. Uh, depending upon what you believe, the airlines tell you the air is actually very clean. They've always used uh, ultraviolet cleaning of the air. It's the doorknob to the bathroom, and, 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 and in the public world, using public bathrooms, it's touching something dirty and then touching our face. Um, even having a mask on, we rub our eyes, we're done for. So, so staying at home, or you don't have to pay for travel, you don't have to pay per diem for food, you don't have to pay for a flight, rent them a car. They go to the work that they're familiar with. They already have the shielding up in the, in the control room. There's someone wiping everything down every couple of hours. So they're either at home or going to the, work, the job that they, they, the master control they always go to. So uh, uh, I, I, the, the PGA in particular is very excited at uh, how much money they're saving. This is saving them tons of money. And they're able to do tournaments they would normally not have covered, uh, right. not covered live. Yeah, it's hard because the cost of the um, of all the COVID testing and all the protocols is is kind of making all those savings uh, vanish. But I think eventually they will say, okay, this is you know a new way to kind of hire people and have them working. And I guess you know, James, I want to ask you because I know you know the the Hawkeye and and Sony big on um, the cloud and the future of the cloud based production. Um, one of the themes for the rest of this event is is all about virtualized hardware and you know this whole new opportunity to kind of transform your product development right everything from product development to also you know if i was a hawkeye operator can i sort of band together with five other hawkeye operators and create our own little you know uh band of brothers if you will for for replay and create a company without having to spend you know three million dollars buying replay servers um, what's your sense on, let's, let's start with your own internal product development for, for both of you, as far as James, how does this virtualized world improve your product development or does it make things faster? Are we no longer waiting, waiting for NAB in April and then IBC in, in September, but people can, you can improve products almost monthly and weekly and. Yeah. I mean, Ken, we've never been one to wait for, um, <laughs> IBCs and the like. So, uh, but, um, but no, I mean, it, it definitely provides you more flexibility and freedom around what you're actually producing and how things are moving forwards. I, I mean, a lot of what we do, we, I mean, we consider ourselves almost a software company that uses hardware as a necessity. And, and, the, and we are cloud capable and we, we do have, we use AWS as that platform and, and we are doing um, the odd show actually in the cloud. and. and I expect kind of springtime that to, to pick up and, and the level of show to go up significantly um, accordingly on the cloud. But I, I, do, I do think a lot of the time we're waiting on hardware to catch up. 
a lot uh, when when you're talking about hardware there is a longer lead time on things in terms of the planning stages and and what you're actually going to going to go with as your as your box if you will right. what feature sets it's going to have what chipsets it's going to have what ingest cards it's going to have and and the fact that you can shift all of that out of the way and effectively stick some encoders into a truck that get you get all the vision onto the cloud it's it's life is far easier and and the and the product development is is far far quicker right right yeah jim now obviously your stuff's a little more hardware centric i believe but um what's your sense on, on the yeah, cloud? And yes and no um on, <laughs> on the encoder side uh avi west has always taken the approach that uh um a silicon um h particularly with hevc a silicon encoder uh usually has better performance better video quality so they they use a uh a uh, very efficient HEVC codec across their, their family of products. And efficiency is particularly important when you're paying for bandwidth, like cellular. So, um, um, you know, typically the rule of thumb, H.264 migrating to, to HEVC was like a 50% savings. Uh, Avi West uh, saves maybe another 30, 35%. So it's a 65% savings going from 264 to 265. And then comparing Avi West HEVC 265 to others, we see a 30 or 35% more efficiency. So, uh, you know, you, you could run uh, an encoder at two megabits per second and get the quality of three and a half megabits per second. Um, or, you know, run at five and get the, I can't do math in my head anymore, you know, run <laughs> at five and the equivalent of eight or nine uh, megabits per second. You know, it, with sports too, it's like, uh, you know, you, you usually run a, a little bit higher bit rate. Um, but, uh, so that's the hardware side and, and, uh, what makes that there's a number of factors that, that, that make Avi West bulletproof, as we like to say, um, the first factor is the antennas. Um, not all antennas are equal. Uh, they put a lot of R and D into it. A lot of it is patented. Um, then the cellular modems they use, um, out of, out of, in the category, uh, they grab more bands. They grab all the available bands. So we have eight modems. Um, one, one, another vendor's box won't see any cellular. And Abby, why is Avi West locking to something? Are, are you faking something, Jim? What are, what are you doing? You have a fiber hidden on, you know, going up the operator's leg or something, you know, uh, jokes like that. Or is there a guy with a Yagi antenna following him and you're really doing microwave and you're cheating somehow? Uh, but it's not perfect. You know, it, it does it can drop out, you know, but you got to prepare for that. But, but back to the cloud. So um, uh, the receiver with, with bonding, you, people are always like, Oh, can I get your encoder and go straight to Facebook, straight to YouTube, straight to the cloud. You need an appliance, whether it's virtualized or physical to put all the packets back together. Cause we take the, the stream. It's a variable bitrate stream based on available bandwidth. We split it into uh, eight or nine or up to 11 paths. Uh, as you know, James, you got to put the packets in the right order in order to make video, right? It helps. You know, and, and that happens in the buffer. That magic orders all the packets before they play out. But so Avi West uh, Stream Hub software is Linux-based, and they call it a hub. It, 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 it's more than just a decoder. It decodes. It does transcoding, encoding. Uh, the transcoding capability is very uh, uh, helpful 
because not all cloud resources support HEVC yet. Um, to my knowledge, Facebook <laughs> still will only take H.264. So you don't have to leave the Abbey West ecosystem to reach Facebook. You can transcode right in the unit. And we can do that on a physical super micro one RU server in someone's master control or data center or a virtualized instance in AWS, uh, uh, web connect, et cetera. And, and how Abbey West connects with other systems. So if somebody, if a customer is using uh, on our last panel, it seemed a common denominator. A lot of people were using vMix. Uh, the NHL major league was using vMix. So how does Avi West get in and out of a vMix environment? Well, I have a slide that shows uh, Avi West uh, now has SRT input and output capability in their, in their StreamHub software. So we could uh, accept a feed from a vMix or we could send a feed to, to switch a show or to produce a show via vMix. But uh, we also support, you know, uh, transport over IP, RTMP, HLS, uh, RTSP. Um, uh, NDI is coming later this year, as is SMPTE 2110. So those ins and outs, and I sh I'm sure you do similar things, James, that, that interoperability, it seems most hardware now supports SRT. Uh, uh, so we're, we're, we're banking on that being the hooks to get in and out. Uh, to operate fully in the cloud moving forward. Gotcha, gotcha. And Jim, just just to pick up on, on your points around transport streams, I, I think that's actually going to be fascinating. The move from 264 to 265, and, and people are already talking about 267 uh, not being all that far away, and iterations actually coming far quicker than they have previously. I, I, I think that's going to be a real big game changer for, for the cloud and cloud production generally, because if you're only having to swap out encoders in order to get a far more efficient compression, it's a far more attractive proposition for people. If you're not having to swap out all of the server hardware and everything that goes with it, I think it enables you to actually progress far, far quicker as, a, as an industry, really. Sure, sure. So last, last question, as far as the, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, so, you know, James, I look at what you guys did for the players you know, really proved, I think, that large-scale production can be done remotely, right? A big, massive, I mean, a golf show, a golf show is always the kind of thing you would say, um, you're always going to need a lot of trucks on site because it's just so many cameras and so many inputs and, and replay, you know, channels and what have you. Um, and then you have, so, so for the regular season, you got like four operators who are involved, you know, but I think one of the big, and I want to have your advice from both of you, for all the, you know, a lot of the freelancers out there who are like freaked out, Right. So they're so they're being told this is the new normal, but they're like, OK, so I can't travel just because of the COVID situation. So they're like, well, I'm stuck at home. Um, what am I going to do? Right. So in general, it seems as if though there, there will be opportunities if you're if you're a good operator to embrace this new way of working. Yeah, you may lose some frequent flyer miles, like people like to say, and your Marriott, you know, Hyatt status may drop off a little bit. <laughs> in general, you know, what is your, what is your like advice for people who, you know, who want to get engaged in this new, this new world? Yeah, I mean, we've seen plenty of hands go up in, in, with the networks we've been working with, kind of, there's been no shortage of operators putting their hands up to say, actually I'm, I'm okay for going those those air miles and, and hotel points mainly because i don't get the reduced pay on on the travel days either side 
and can actually earn earn full whack um, on on all three days of a one day gig. So um, yeah, I mean we've certainly not seen anyone being shy in terms of putting hands up, but and, and I think I just encourage people to continue kind of embracing it and actually volunteering yourself to to have a go rather than than necessarily sitting back and waiting expecting to be asked. Right. Great. Good advice, Jim. Well, yeah, I, I, I believe there there's um, uh, services now, you know, um, uh, technology capabilities, freelance capabilities where where people can uh, um, uh, put their their capabilities up. You know, a broadcaster could post, you know, next Saturday we need three EVS operators or we need three uh, Hawkeye operators and match the talent with the need. Um, one thing to, to your last point, uh, Ken, um, we've been talking about operators working remotely. What about talent? Um, you know, I, I watched the evening uh, KTLA news and the two anchors are like 12 feet apart on the <laughs> desk. They got a real wide shot on them. But the weather person's at home, uh, the sports commentators at home, and maybe... Uh, I have found here here in the LA area, just because you live in a $3 million mansion in Calabasas, uh, doesn't mean you got good internet. Um, I, I, you know, you'd, you'd think, um, we, we did a live show from Jerry O'Connell's house and his wife, his wife was cutting his hair. Um, I can never, uh, Rebecca, I can't remember her last name. She was the original blue woman in, in Rebecca uh, Romaine's Hunger Games. Not, not, sorry, Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine? She's not a stainless. Yes, thing. yes. Stainless. So I spent the afternoon in their house, the nicest people. Um, um, we all had masks on, but they had sketchy internet. So you can take uh, a bonded cellular encoder and, and our larger encoders have two LAN connections. So if somebody had two internet connections, one could be fiber, one could be satellite, one could be you know, traditional internet, and supplement that with cellular. So a lot of our customers, uh, they're, because they don't, the talent doesn't want a tech coming into their house. So they, they, they cleverly take a big Pelican case, um, strap the bonded cellular to it, uh, mount a PTZ camera to it, um, have one big red switch to turn it on. It's like plug in, power on. That's it. The Avi West unit will come on, automatically connect, automatically transmit. And now we're able to do PTZ camera control through the cellular. And then a video engineer, who also is probably working from home, frames the shot, zooms it in, gets on the talent. And now we're not, the cellular is supplementing or making their sketchy internet reliable. Uh, uh, so, so I think that's a, that's a, a, an important important factor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think that eventually, you know, that when the, all the events get going, and, and it's going to happen eventually, that this this is when the job opportunities, to your point, James, will open up. I mean, right now they are kind of they are limited because of just what's going on. But I think it's going to be an interesting couple of years, that's for sure, at the least. So, I really appreciate both of you joining us today. Um, stick stick around for the Q and A at the end of the day, and then uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, James. Cheers, Jim. Cheers. Bye.